They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, we preview the final four of the Combini tournament, showcasing each of the division champions that will face off in some epic matchups. We also share our very first Konbini composition from one of our listeners. Now, let's head off to the Konbini. They're the Konbini, they're the Konbini, they're the Konbini, they're the Konbini boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, Mike. Uh, <laughs> wow. How was your, uh, your Christmas this year? Well, it was an interesting one for sure. Um, yeah, we did, you know, as always, got up in the morning, all the presents were laid out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This year, we didn't wrap anything though, so it was just kind of, you know, you're just seeing what you're getting. Um, and, uh, but yeah, got some good stuff, gave some good stuff. Um, yeah, talked to, nice. talk to family back home. How about you? How was, uh, how was it for you guys? Exactly the same. You know, we opened our gifts with a box cutter this year. <laughs> Um, got some nice gifts, got a new pair of boots, which was really nice. Um, and yeah, talked to a lot of family, which was also a real treat. Yeah. Normally we head back to the UK for Christmas, but this year we were here in Cambridge on zoom Mm -hmm. actually had a very nice dinner, had a rack of lamb. Oh, split it with the cat, which was, uh, that was his Christmas gift this year. A couple lamb chops. Well, hey, that's uh, that's it's not a bad deal. Um, <laughs> he was pretty excited about it. Yep. Yeah, man. Well, um, you know, it's uh, you know, Christmas has come and gone, and we're heading in mm-hmm. here, and everybody's really in the end of the year spirit right now. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think just go ahead and kick it off. The Combini is no different, Matt. Um, you know, last week we had quite an event, and that was that. For the first time in 34 episodes, we had no chickies. That's right, Mike. It was a it was a shocking, shocking week. You know, uh, it seemed they were making a run at the famous uh, Joe DiMaggio's. It was a 54 game hit streak. <laughs> Got to 34 weeks, and then it all fell apart here at the end of the year. It was a shame to see. It really was. Yeah, and. Um... I, I hate to break it to to everyone listening. Unfortunately, two weeks in a row now, no chickies on the lineup here. Um, yeah, you were talking mm. about you know Joe DiMaggio. I, I was thinking it's more like one of those situations, like maybe Joe DiMaggio. Next game he doesn't get a hit. Next game he goes hitless for like you know hitless 10, 20 weeks. I mean, um, you know, but I, I think that we're seeing that it, it real things are really slowing down. Everybody's, you know, taking off work and they've they probably had this scheduled for a long time, you know. Um so, you know, I can't think, you know, we shouldn't be too disappointed. You know, I think two thousand twenty one is going to bring us many incredible chickies. So, you know, I, I think we have a lot to to look forward to. Yeah, kind of similar to to that, Mike. Shall we shall we take a look at the scoreboard here? I, I guess so, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's bleak. Um, yeah, the numbers this week, Family Mart, 15 new Ooh. items. Lawson, six new items. Wow. All desserts, all desserts. Mm. 
And then 7-Eleven, Mike, 32 new items. Well, you know, I mean, we share a very similar uh, reaction to this. Last week we said, you know, things seem like they're a lot lower. If next week that, you know, we're seeing a ton, you know, bigger numbers than we didn't know what you're talking about. But this is, I mean, even more drastic. I never thought this isn't even 50 items. Or no, it's it's just over 50 items. Um, it's a ghost town, Matt. Um, I, I don't know. I imagine, you know, right now at the factory, everybody's already on vacation. They've got one guy, yeah. you know, one guy over at 7-Eleven is probably cranking out these 32 items there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, man, this is, this is in, this is the lowest we've ever seen by far. By far. And it's, again, it's gotta be the end of the year. Everything's shutting down. Everybody's going on holiday. Mm -hmm. The new year is a big holiday in Japan mm -hmm. and, uh, people do get time off for that. So, uh, it's gotta be, this is planned. Uh, this is certainly nothing to be concerned about. Yeah. yeah. I know some of our listeners might be freaking out here. <laughs> Um, but no, I expect first week of January, things are just going to be back up and running. 7-Eleven is going to be, you know, around the century mark. Lawson back up in the 30s, family mark, 50s, mm -hmm. the 60s. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll be back to normal. Mm -hmm. But no, this is this is a shocking thing. Yeah. Yeah. That said, we did comb the 50 mm -hmm. or so items here for winners and losers, Mike. <laughs> shall we uh, Shall we dive into that? Let's, uh, what do we say we start with your... I always like to start with your loser. Okay. All right. I'm always a big fan of seeing what you've got. Yep. In the old loser category mm -hmm. here. Let's see what we got. Pop this open here. Yep. Oh. Yep. Well, Matt, hmm. um, like you said, and as we saw, there's just so few items this week. I was I actually had quite a quite a hard time picking out a loser. And this isn't a total loser in my book, but what we're looking at here, this is Kaze Kazunoko or Kazunoko which is herring roe and wasabi. Oh. And Kazunoko, as you know, is the, uh, it's a big end of the year dish. Uh, in Japan, they have these, uh, this kind of uh, dishes, they call it osechi ryori. And it's mm. at New Year's, only at New Year's, there's like, uh, there's a huge variety. I mean, there's, I don't even know, there's probably 30, 40, 50 different types of um, these New Year foods, but one of them is Kazunoko. Mm. And Kazunoko, it's it's uh, like I said, it's a roe, and it's really yellow, um, and it's really really crunchy, and um, so this is that with wasabi and sort of whipped up um, with mm. um, into this uh, dish there. If you could maybe zoom in a little bit there, so mm -hmm. um, the reason this is my loser this this uh, this week is I got to be honest, Matt. I love the kombini. You love the kombini. Everyone listening mm -hmm. to this show loves the kombini, but. There's one thing that I don't think the kombini really needs to do, and that's osechi ryori. You know, that's that's a very hmm. sort of, um, it's a very particular sort of dish, and it's usually, it's a very, you know, difficult uh, to do right. And, you know, I, I mean, it looks all right, I guess. Actually, the picture doesn't really look that great at all. It looks like, I don't even know, some sort of strange potato salad. Um, but um yeah I, I you know i i just felt like that um you know with so few items i understand they want to put out something and you know tie it into the new year but i think they should just you know maybe stay out of this this uh this this sort of category at the end of the year food yeah mike uh my first reaction to this was um i thought it was potato salad <laughs> um and then i saw the name i i was not aware that uh, 
first, I, I did not know what Kazunoko, I, I, I'd never heard of that mm -hmm. before, so that's new knowledge for me. I did not know it was uh, Osechi. Mm -hmm. um, uh, 7-Eleven is preparing Osechi food oh. um, in a major campaign this year. Wow. Uh, similar to their Christmas feast, you can order Osechi uh, through 7-Eleven this year. Right. You know, they have a catalog out. Um, I hope it looks a little bit fancier than what we've got here. Again, this does look like just some potato salad. Yeah. And Osechi is... Potato salad has um, no place in Osechi. Yeah, yeah. But this is herring, herring roe with wasabi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does sound kind of gross. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm with you here, Mike, on this being a loser for this week. Yep, yep. All right, my loser for this week. Unlike you, Mike, I actually had a pretty easy time picking out a loser. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, this was this one definitely stood out to me. <laughs> this is from Seven Eleven, Mike. This is the Hamburg Curry Spaghetti. Ooh. Let me just break this down for our listeners here. This is a bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> In the sauce is a Japanese style curry oh. sauce. So not tomato sauce. This is just curry sauce here. Oh. And it's a lot. You can barely see the spaghetti. You got a few strands just creeping up, breaching oh. the surface of that curry. And then to top it off, you got a big old hamburg steak there. <laughs> Mike, I think this is uh, another indicator that it's the end of the year. I think I think the PD lead just said, hey, we're going to be out of the office for the next couple of weeks, guys. Just clear it out. Whatever looks like is about to about to go bad. Just just get rid of it. And this is what they came up with. You know, they had some pasta, some curry, and some hamburg, and they pieced it together. And ladies and gentlemen, you know we've talked about dirty diapers yes. on this podcast before. Mike, this may be the dirtiest diaper yep. Yep. we've seen yet. I know you've been in the trenches with your young lad. <laughs> The past year or so, I remember talking to you. Had a major blowout during a call. You had a you had a you had some emergency duty. That's right. Had a nine one one call. Had a break loose. Mike, I gotta believe that whatever whatever uh, horror you saw was not as diabolical <laughs> as this disaster we're looking at here. The Sandberg curry spaghetti. This is my loser for this week. Could be my loser for 2020. Wow. Um, all right, Matt, let me explain why I didn't pick this because when I was browsing over the new items, I thought this was pot. I thought it was just pasta with the hamburger on top. And mm. so it didn't really, I, I just thought, oh, maybe they got the color a little wrong. That's quite a dark, you know, tomato sauce there. And I see now this is a sort of their sprinkling looks Parmesan cheese around that. Is that what that? Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, I, that's Parmesan cheese. Okay, I probably. I thought that was uh, the glow. I thought that was like a shine from like sheen. Yeah, that, that's what I thought it was too. Yeah, because this this thing's looking slippery all around. Like you said, Matt. I I don't. Yeah, it seems like they just yeah. threw it all together. There's nothing really interesting about this, and what and you know. 7-Eleven, again, with the classic photography, make your food look as much just like crap as you can. Like this is just. Yeah, literally. Like, yeah, literally. This is a big <laughs> old dump that somebody took in this bowl. <laughs> this is awful. You're right, Matt. This is this might be on the contenders list for worst of 2020. 
All right, let's uh, pick ourselves up off the floor here mm-hmm. and take a look at a couple of winners. Oh, yeah. uh, let's go to you first, Mike. Always pumped up to see. Ooh. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I saw this coming. Yeah, Matt. Yep. Um, you know, if there's some, there's there were a couple things in 2020 that got us excited, <laughs> and one of them for me was the Lemon Dough line. This is actually made by Coca Cola Company, uh, and it's a line of four um, lemon sours. There's a 3%, a 5%, 7%, 9%. Um, and each of them are really different and really uh, have a different taste. For example, the 7% is a salt lemon. The 3% is a honey lemon. They're all sort of like really interesting. And this is a new one that they're adding to this line. And mm. so the um, the former, the, the, the 9%, they call it the Oni lemon. And that's the um, mm. the, the demon lemon. So it's it's mm-hmm, like super mm-hmm. lemony. This one, Matt. This is another nine percenter. This is a mm-hmm. this is a black can, and it's called the Kami Sori Lemon, the Razor Lemon. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know if the Oni Lemon, the Demon Lemon, is you know who ranks higher, the Razor, the 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 Demon. But this is a dry, they say. So I guess that's it's it's more sort of less fruity flavor. Um, to be honest, you know, I, I've kind of um, cooled off on the nine percenters recently, but um, yeah. I really just love the lemon dough, uh, the sort of like art style, the 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 four, you know, like each different percent. It was such a cool um, thing that they did this year, and so this one really caught my interest. Yeah, Mike, uh, I took a hard look at this one as well. Uh, yeah, what strikes me every time with this product, like you said, the design of the can is just outstanding. Mm. The contrast between the black, the mm. yellow. Mm. It's really cool, um, and no doubt this thing is going to taste great. Mm. The Razor Lemon, <laughs> I imagine that thing is going to be sharp. Yeah, yeah. You're going to taste that lemon, <laughs> whether you like to, whether you want to or not. I don't know. That thing might cut you. Might cut you. Watch out, ladies and gentlemen. Be safe. <laughs> With the- Maybe pack a band aid while you're drinking. Also, only 150 yen, which is. Wow, that seems pretty cheap for a nine percenter there. Yeah, hmm. no doubt, no doubt. Okay, my winner for this week, Mike. This is um, oh, this is a pudding, Mike. Not much to say about this other than this is uh, this is almost a pound of pudding for four four bucks, Mike. Uh, this is three hundred and eighty grams of pudding. Oh, my nearly a half God. kilo translates to uh, just over 0.8 pounds of pudding, and it's got a little. Looks like caramel sauce mm. on the bottom here, Mike. So this is a tub of pudding. This is a bucket of pudding <laughs> for four bucks. Um, wow. You can't go wrong when you're talking about nearly a pound of pudding. <laughs> um, you know, you just peel that boy back, sit back, strip naked, and just start hammering away. That's the only way to eat this guy. Yeah. Wow. Very excited about this product here. Yeah, Matt. Well, hey, you know, I think this might be a good time. You know, we did a couple of shout outs to some of our fallen heroes um, <laughs> last week. And, you know, when you when you threw this up here, it made me think, you know, to be fair, it lost to a worthy opponent, none other than Black Thunder. But um, Black Thunder, yeah. we didn't see much of the caramel pudding in this year's Kamini uh, uh, tournament. So I'm glad you pulled this up. It looks great. I didn't really understand the scale of this thing when I first saw it, but when you pointed out that this thing's almost a pound of pudding, 
Wow, man. This is an end of the year treat, no doubt. Yeah. So for a very affordable price, you can eat your body weight in pudding. <laughs> so um, that's it. That's our, Those are our winners and losers for this week, Mike. Again, not much to pick from. Mm-hmm. Uh, hoping early next uh, 2021 will give us back another 200 or so items to choose from for our winners and losers. But that's it for this week. Yep. All right, man. Well, hey, you know, that was kind of a, you know, slim pickings this week all around. Um, But, uh, you know, we got to continue on our main story here, Matt. And that's the Mm -hmm. ongoing Combini tournament. Um, Matt, as you know, last week we were talking about the Elite Eight. Well, Mm -hmm. you know what, Matt? Now we're down to Mm -hmm. the final four. Final four. Um, and it's been such an exciting week. Um, <laughs> I just can't really believe that things have transpired the ways that they have. But um, it's been super exciting and just so fun. Um, yeah, man, how are you feeling? You know, really, again, you know, it's been three weeks, Mike, since we launched the Convini tournament. Mm. And the action has been getting more exciting every single week. The matchups are getting tighter. Mm-hmm. More votes are coming in. Mm-hmm. We've had some upsets. We've had so many highs. And unfortunately, so many, many lows. lows. Yeah. It's been an emotional roller coaster here, Mike. I think for everybody involved. Mm-hmm. So uh, now that we're at the final four, yeah. man, I can only just imagine what kind of uh, journey we're about to embark on here. Because we do have four very strong contenders. Yes. Would you like to share the respective representatives from each of our divisions? I think that's a great idea. You know, we've, we've you know, on this, especially during the convenience tournament, we've been throwing out a lot of names. So I think, hey, we've got our... We've got our representatives from each division. It's time to shine the spotlight on them and let our listeners, you know, be, you know, get to know who is battling it out here. Who are these people? Um, so, yeah, Matt, I think that's a great idea. Um, well, you know what? I think it, it's just suiting that maybe or it's fitting that maybe you would start maybe with the uh, the hot box division, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Out of the hot box division, we have the number one seed, Fammy Chicken. Yes. Mike, no surprise here. And I just recap of the of the destruction it has sowed the last three weeks. Defeated Ham Katsu in round one, 88 to 12. Jeez. No problem there. Round two, defeated Karaage-kun, 63 to 37%. Mm. Another chicky in the hot box. Mm-mm. Down. Round three, defeated uh, five seed Pizza Man, 56 to 34, and just defeated Nikuman. So it has defeated some big opponents. Now, Mike, for those, uh, we talk about Fami Chicky a lot yeah. Yeah. in this podcast, yeah. but I have been reflecting mm. how to how to put the Fami Chicky into an appropriate context right. to, to really demonstrate its majesty. And I was thinking... Mm-hmm. You know, who is a comparable athlete Oh, to the Fami Chicky? I thought long and hard about this, Mike. You know, is it Muhammad Ali? Is it Babe Ruth? Is it Michael Vick and Matt in 2004? It was almost impossible for me to find somebody because what you needed is somebody who changed the sport, mm-hmm. changed the sport itself, because mm-hmm. that's what Fami Chicky did in 
I believe it was uh, 2001 or 2004, the Famichicki debuted, and then all of the Konbini mm. began releasing fantastic chicken products. Yep. The only person I could come up with, Mike, Tiger Woods. <laughs> Changed the game of golf. He dominated the competition, <laughs> won the Masters by 12 strokes in 1997, the U.S. Open by 15, British Open by 8 in 2000, won the Grand Slam, four consecutive majors, all players now are athletes they're not fat john daly's walking around 300 pounds chain smoking and drinking <laughs> they had to tiger proof golf courses so he would win less it only made him win more and he brought money to the sport wow. suddenly you're an average golfer bringing in five million a year he changed the sport not only that mike when you bite into a family chicken, oh boy. the first thought that comes to your mind, at least for me, is should life even be allowed to be this good? <laughs> and I got to believe, Mike, you know, Tiger, of course, struggled with some major personal sure. issues, but when he was holed up in Vegas in some high roller suite with a couple of prosties and a bathtub of Xanax, he was probably thinking to himself, should life ever be allowed to get this good? <laughs> And I think that's the only guy, Mike. Fammy Chicky is the Tiger Woods of the Konbini. Changed the sport. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. Um, yeah, no. I think that's a very apt description. Um, you know, we love the Fammy Chicky. And um, if you've listened to any episodes besides this one and you don't know who the Fammy Chicky is, you know, I'd be surprised. But um, I just one one episode actually in the past that we really did a deep dive. Um, episode nine, legendary family chicky tales, <laughs> extraordinary feats of juice. This is one of my favorite episodes of all time. So if you really want to get an even more sort of, you know, uh, a better account of uh, some of our thoughts on the the family chicky, definitely check that out. Um, all right, Matt. Well. Um, what if it's all right then i think how about i uh introduce our uh, my first uh representative Please. here from the meal division and i'm talking about mm. that that's tuna mayo onigiri mm. tuna mayo onigiri the true sort of uh you know low ranked um competitor the only one that's left really um that mm -hmm. tuna mayo onigiri started as an 11 seed Faced off against Curry Rice, blew it out of the water. Faced off against Kara Age Bento, blew it out of the water. That was shocking. That was shocking. Faced Cup Ramen, again, blew it out of the mm. water. And then finally, Matt, you know, came up against Umeboshi Onigiri, one mm. of our favorites, you know, in, in the tournament. And pretty handily, you know, gave it the business. Handily, yes. Um... So, you know, that's Tsunamayo Nigiri. Um, I just, I, I you know, I, I didn't actually know too much about the Tsunamayo Nigiri, so I did a little uh, looking back into the its past. And um, mm -hmm. Tsunamayo Nigiri actually first debuted in Japan in 1983. So fairly mm. young. And get this, Matt, get this. It was originally created and produced by 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Before that, no one was making this. 7-Eleven sort of created the tuna created. mayo onigiri. And wow. um, originally it came out, the name was sea chicken mayonnaise was the flavor they called it. In Japan, you know, hmm. sea chicken, they call it tuna. 
Um, and mm -hmm. sort of the, the reason that they decided to, the, the inspiration for this was the, the supplier for rice uh, to 7-Eleven had a, had a child who really liked um, eating his rice with mayonnaise on top of it. And this was the inspiration for making this tuna hmm. mayo onigiri. Hmm. And so, yeah, 7-Eleven released it. It became an instant hit. Um, and it, you know, instantly was replicated everywhere else. And now it's become, you know, I mean, one of the I, huge, it's, it's, I looked, it's, it's, you know, by far and away the highest selling onigiri type. Really? Yes. Yes. I was surprised to read that, but, um, yeah, it's Dan Totsu Ichi. So, you know, far and away number one. Um, so, you know, I think that I'm going to be honest. I think we slept on tuna mayo onigiri a little bit, maybe you and me, um, you know, mm. the, the, the fans have spoken. Um, you know, the crowd has spoken and, um, you know, it's not the Geary that we wanted, but it's the Geary that we got and it really deserves it. So I, you know, I present to you Tunamayo Onigiri. Yeah, Mike, that's, uh, you're right. I think, I think we slept on it and, you know, each week we were, we were surprised when it, uh, blew past Kataage Bento. We thought that was going to be a real tough matchup for it and it just smacked it down. And then when it had the, uh, showdown with Umeboshi Onigiri, both of us are huge Ume fans, mm -hmm. pickled plum. Mm -hmm. We figured surely this is the end of the road for Tuna Mayo, but, uh, week after week, it has proven us wrong. And now to learn that it's actually the number one Onigiri in all of Japan. That is, uh, yeah. I gotta say, I am very surprised by that, but, um, you know, I suppose this is a, a demonstration mm -hmm. that the Konbini tournament does, in fact, yield the top contenders, that's, no matter where you're seated. That's exactly right. It's a completely fair battle. Battle. That's right. Um, okay, Mike, uh, maybe I should go ahead now and take a look at the snack All division. Right. Our rep out of the snack division is a two-seed Black oh, Thunder, man, Mike. Black Thunder. Black Thunder. Just a quick recap of its journey. In round one, it crushed beef jerky. In round two, it destroyed the caramel pudding. Mm -hmm. Round three, crushed Pinot ice cream. And in its most recent round... It edged out Pocky in maybe the most exciting yeah. matchup we've seen in the tournament, Mike. Yeah. With three minutes left in the match, it surged past Pocky. <laughs> Mike, it was down by as many as, I think, 15 votes with just three minutes remaining. And the Black Thunder fans mounted a campaign yep. on Twitter mm -hmm. to get it past Pocky. And I got to tell you, Mike, I know we were both oh, yeah. kind of freaking out oh, yeah. that Pocky might make it to the final four. I was kind of on the edge of my seat as I watched the countdown happen there. And I was thrilled to see Black Thunder take down Pocky. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, yeah, no, I was so excited as well. I was refreshing Twitter over and over and over, just watching what's going on. And it, it was a nail biter for sure. But just a little bit about Black Thunder, I did take a peek into its history. It's actually a fairly new item as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it came out, I believe, in 1994. Uh, it's, of course, Black 
I'm sorry, dark chocolate. The black is, that's a commonly, that's a term for dark chocolate in, in Japan. Mm -hmm. That's why they call it black thunder. Mm -hmm. um, dark chocolate with uh, crispy rice puffs mm. in the middle, sold for 30 yen, the little one pieces. Mike, I can't tell you how many times I've discreetly added a black thunder oh, to my yeah. conveni yeah. haul. And uh, time and time again, it was often the best thing in the hall mm -hmm. uh, it didn't really gain much attraction until the mid 2000s when it was a uh, sponsor for the japan gymnastics olympic team oh and uh in 2008 and they did very well that year a silver medalist wound up uh really cheering on black thunder <laughs> as a great product following, I think, a silver medal. And that's what propelled Black Thunder to its dominance today. Originally, I believe it was sold only by 7-Eleven. So 7-Eleven, yet again, the pioneer here in the conveni world. Mm. Wow, yeah. Um, that was interesting you said. How many times you've added that to your conveni hall, Matt? I was just thinking it's almost criminal. A lot of a lot of companies <laughs> at the counter they'll have a little oh, yeah. a little pocket of Black Thunder that you can just grab a couple out of. It's unique. It's only Black Thunder that has this sort of yeah. you know elevated position that you can just add one in there at the end. And you're right, you you often do. It's hard not to. Um, yeah, man. I you know what? Um, Black Thunder is one of the most uh, you know consistent sweets out there, mm -hmm. and um, mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's, you know, it's going up against the fight of its life. I, <laughs> I can only cheer on Black Thunder. Black Thunder has fought to get this far, and they're going to really have to fight to move on. But, you know, I'd like to cheer on Black Thunder. Yeah, so it's going to be Black Thunder against Fami Chicky. Uh, yeah, Mike. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Fight of its life. Fight That's of right. Its life. I, I don't know. All right, Matt. Well, um, okay. Well, one last division. And we're gonna head over to the beverage division. You know, Matt, this one's a very this this is a point of pride for me here. I'm feeling <laughs> damn good because <laughs> recap again. I, I recap this every week. Your winner for the community tournament was none other than canned coffee. Mm. Rest in peace, canned coffee. And my winner was Pokari Sweat, and I'm happy to announce, Matt, that Pokari Sweat is going on. To Congratulations. Face, thank you very much. To face Tunamayo Onigiri in the final four. So coming out of the beverage division, let me tell you what Pokari Sweat has done up to now. It's been a hard fight. I think of, of all the other contenders, well, I don't know, except Black Thunder in that last match, it's had a really, really tough matchups or, or tough time. First off, it faced off against Ukon Nochikara. It Pokari Sweat is a two seed. It, you know, won handily there. Um, then it went up against Oi Ocha Green Tea, the one green tea in this, which, you know, I thought it was done. But somehow mm. it 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 went on. <laughs> and then next, who's waiting next? It's, you know, the boss of the boss, strong zero. <laughs> So we thought he was done. I think we we were done know, even ahead yeah, of time. I was writing. I was writing up the obit yeah. when that match got started. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we had to pull it off Twitter. You know, he somehow pulled <laughs> off. And then finally, coming to avenge 
the death of canned coffee, Pokari Sweat laid the smack down. Pretty, you know, I mean, 59 to 41% over Kombini Drip Coffee. Um, Matt, you know, this is again, sort of like the, uh, the family chicky, you know, there was actually an episode where we did a deep dive into Pokari Sweat. That's right. <laughs> I um, forgot about this. That was episode seven, traditional <laughs> Japanese cuisine, hot dogs and fried chicken. Um, we actually did a, uh, a reading series. It's our first and only time. And we read the history of Pokari Sweat. So if you want to look a little bit more into the history of Pokari Sweat, check that out. But let me, let me. Let me try to describe what Pokari Sweat is. So Pokari Sweat is what you would call a sports drink, but I don't mm -hmm. think that's fair. Pokari Sweat transcends the sports drink moniker. It's more, mm -hmm. it, it's sort of in a class all in, all in its own. I, I don't think there's anything mm -hmm. that compares to it. For me, I think less sports drink, I think more life drink. So, like I said, if you check the episode, you can hear about the development, which is a quite a riveting story. Amazing story. Yeah. yeah. Um, years of uh, development to, <laughs> but basically, Pokari Sweat was developed in 1980 by Otsuka Pharmaceuticals. That's right. A pharmaceutical company developed this drink. You might be asking why. So, an Otsuka researcher was in Mexico and, and had a stomach illness. He, you know, he drank some water and it kind of, you know, gave him the, the runs. And um, so when he was at the doctor, he saw another doctor who had just finished surgery, drinking an IV bag to replenish mm. his energy. And this gave them the sort of core, the thought mm. for Pokari sweat, which is a drinkable IV bag. IV. Yeah. And that's what it is. I mean, you know, um, I think the only other um, items in the tournament so far that are close to it would be probably water and maybe uh, um, Oyocha green tea in the way that you drink it. But it's it's sort of a it's an in between. It's a life drink. You know, tea you drink maybe with uh, lunch. Water, you know, mm. it's, it's similar to water in that sense, but it's like a super version of water. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, you know what, Matt? I, I you know I I present to you Pokari Sweat. And I mean, of course, you know, I'm a little biased, but I can only hope the best for him. No, Mike, um, I've, I've shared this before. I'm actually not a huge fan of Bakari Sweat <laughs> yep. myself until <laughs> this week, Mike, because it avenged That's right. canned coffee That's right. by slicing down its opponent, <clears throat> Konbini Drip Coffee. So I am now forever a loyal, dedicated fan of Bakari Sweat, like a bounty hunter. It went after Convini Drip Coffee and cut it down. Dead. So uh, while I'm not a huge fan of the product myself, I, I am, of course, I'm clearly an outlier. Mm -hmm. Bakari Sweat, like you said, Mike, it really has gone through, I think, the toughest schedule. Yeah. Maybe Fami Chicky, you could argue, had a well, tough one with Nikuman and Pizza Man. Those are some tough opponents. But Strong Zero, Oi Ocha Green Tea, come on, ladies and gentlemen. Those are tough opponents week after week. Bakari mm -hmm. Sweat has demonstrated it belongs in the final four. And I think it's going to give Tuna Mayo the match of its life well, in this uh, in this matchup. Well, Matt, yeah, I hope so. I just hope we see some good battles. Um, do you want to do you want to make some predictions? What do you want to? Sure. I mean, all right. Fami Chicky Black Thunder. Um, you know, I don't want to bias our fans. We just we just presented our, you know, the representatives for each division. But if you were going to make the call, 
can you see Black Thunder taking the you know taking it over Fammy Chicky? What what do you think? You know, Mike, I think I think the odds are against them. You know, it reminds me of 2000 New England Patriots against the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> Patriots were 14 point underdogs until a, a man named Tom Brady took the field <laughs> and the legend began. Will this be a similar story for Black Thunder? where a legendary story begins but i don't think so mike i think fammy chicky i think it, i think it's actually going to be pretty ugly in fact i think the nature of the setup hot box going against the snack the hot box mm-hmm. ooh, it's just got so many high quality items in there yeah i just think it would be hard for a snack item to defeat a hot box item never mind the fammy chicky so i'm predicting uh big loss for black thunder here what about you yeah no i'm i'm right there with you you're right there there is you know it's all well no i'm not gonna i don't want to rag on you know the other divisions but the there's no doubt that um the hot box division is the you know is the major leagues and you know Mm. you could say that maybe some of these other divisions are maybe, you know, not in the same league, but we'll see, you know, that's what the community tournament's all about. And um, we're not even going to be able to really bias this because we're probably going to have the results before this even goes out. But all right, Matt, I agree. I, I, I don't think Black Thunder can beat Fammy Chicky. What do you think about Tunamayo Onigiri versus Pokari Sweat? I got to tell you, I have no idea, Mike. I think this is going to be one hell of a matchup. I think we could see a couple hundred votes come in on this one. Um, I really have no idea. So much love has poured in for the Tuna Mayo, yeah. but so much has poured in for the Pakari Sweat. Pakari Sweat beat Strong Zero, Mike. Again, my God. I mean, I did not see that coming. And then it beat Konbini Drip mm. Coffee, which got 180 votes to beat Can Coffee. I mean, it crushed two beloved items in the beverage division to make it to the final four. Mm-hmm. But then Tuna Mayo mowed down some other big names. Yeah. So I really have no idea yeah. uh, who's going to take this matchup, yeah. Mike. Uh, I will say I would kind of feel a little bit sorry for you if it was a Fami Chicky Pakari Sweat championship <laughs> round because then your loyalties would, in fact, be torn. That's true. And you'd have a hard time. But anyway, yeah, who do you got coming out of the Pakari Sweat Tuna Mayo matchup? Well, hey, you know, remember my championship <laughs> here. I've got Fammy Chicky versus Pakari Sweat. So. I know. Um, wow, your bracket is still intact here. That's incredible. That's right. Well, you, yeah, yeah. So I've still got a chance here. I'm going to be honest, Matt. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna stay cautious. Hopefully, Pokari Sweat pulls it out. That would be great. You know, it's it's yeah. fought so hard to this point. I, you know, but I I feel like the momentum is seeing a Fami Chiki Tuna Mayo Onigiri uh, championships. But I don't know. I I I guess we'll just have to see. Fami Chiki Tuna Mayo. That would be an interesting matchup. That would be wow to see Tuna Mayo take down Fami Chiki. That would truly be a Cinderella story. Actually, I think that could reconfigure the Konbini universe there <laughs> with the gravity shifting from the hot box to the Onigiri section. Mm. Man, that has huge consequences. Mm. But we'll see. Um, like you said, we'll, we'll actually know the results by the time you're listening to this. So it's actually 
maybe not such interesting commentary <laughs> at this point. <laughs> we'll see you in the future. We'll see you in the future. That's right. Um, All right. Well, um, yeah. Matt, well, that, you know, wraps up the lead story this week. Lots of excitement. You know, New Year's coming up. Then we got the championship coming. I'm really excited. But um, all right, Matt, well, we're almost to the end of the show here. And um, you know what? This week we were lucky. We actually had another call for a Combini memory. Mm -hmm. Only this time, I don't know, Matt, if I would call this a memory. Um, mm -hmm. This is quite a memory, if it is a memory. Um, but um, I think we, we've decided to call it a Combini composition, right? That's right. That's right. So um, we had a caller. This is Jeff at Tyrone Slothrow 19 at Twitter. He called mm. in. And uh, he's he's got what they'd call a doozy here. So uh, let's take a listen. Hi, Chickies. Fresh Combini memory here. I got to preface my story by saying that what I'm about to describe is a fairly regular thing for me. But the difference this time, yesterday around noon specifically, under a blue, blue sky and in beautiful golden sunshine, while local construction boys were rushing to raid the items new and old on the combini shelves and local moms were languidly cycling about, kids or handbags in their back seats, tracing all kinds of arcs on every inch of walkable pavement, AC fans humming and the combini door jingle looping and crashing into a new or replayed version of itself every time its door sensor was triggered, but the difference this time was that I thought of you Combini boys. You see, there's this large metallic waste box outside of my local 7-Eleven. For those listeners not familiar with Japan's Combinis, these boxes are split into three sub-bins. Two of these are not so important for my story, but there's one labeled Moeru Gomi, burnable waste. When the sun's high and there's enough light to about to really, really peek into dark places, I... I like to open that bin's lid, sit myself on the opening's edge, and subsequently lower myself into that trash grotto. Now, you'd be surprised at what kinds of hauls you can mine from a place like this, and what preferences really emerge from that buy, eat immediately, then hastily offload in a bin demographic. I exhume from this deposit of things thrown away what I made out to be the plastic wrapper of a tuna mayo onigiri. The plastic no longer transparent, but having turned the color of milk just mechanically squeezed from an udder, which I think may in fact be a comforting selling point for good mayonnaise. It's almost as refreshing as a glass of rich milk, but due to the viscosity, you can't consume it as quickly, so it stays around a little longer. Now, here I was, licking the residual dairy stuff off of this plastic, trying to get it to shine in the sun, city humming all around me when I realized what a wonderful coincidence my trashy run-in with Mayo was. A few days ago, I was in fact reading some Cupy News, number 559, published on November 27th, 2020, and distributed as part of a regular newsletter by the Cupy Corporation on the marketability of edible flowers and food products right now, specifically the chrysanthemum, if you can believe that. I'd say my confidence in the chrysanthemum studies was really boosted after gathering that mayo on my tongue. It's reassuring to know quality can be found all around, even in the bins among us, and I'm frankly a little ashamed that I judged Cupy's inquiries in the world of food science before the fruits of that labor hit my tongue. 
Anyway, blessed day, brothers. Thanks for the listen. You can subscribe to the QP newsletter at qpnews.qp.co.jp. Wow, Mike. Um, (laughs) Yeah, what can you say? A sort of uh, dystopian look at the at the conveni there sort of uh yeah garbage diving into the uh, dumpster diving into the uh burnable trash yep yeah to uh harvest uh some cupy mayonnaise <laughs> from a tuna mayo wrapper that's right and a shout out to cupy uh cupy <laughs> is uh probably japan's biggest mayonnaise manufacturer um and as jeff was saying they have a newsletter so if you want to subscribe to that um, you know, I was uh, checking out just to see some great Japanese web design. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thanks for thanks for calling in and uh, thanks for leaving your Kombini composition. That was a that was an interesting story. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll have some more stories here in the future as well. Well, Mike, uh, that wraps up <laughs> episode 35. I guess it wraps up. 2020 oh. first year of Convini boys wow. is in the can what a ride what a it ride. has been thanks to all of our listeners for tuning into the podcast if you like it please share it and uh, give us a rating on spotify or apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, however you listen also be sure to check out our youtube channel where we post the recordings of the podcast so you can see exactly what we're talking about you can check us out on social media twitter facebook instagram twitter is where we're doing the most action so join the conversation there also shout out to uh craig hoffman on twitter who gave us one of his uh awards for twitter this year so thanks craig for that that was really exciting to receive uh, the official title is the Gray Grizzled and Gaijin 2020 Social Media Award. So thank you, hey. uh, Craig, for awarding us that. Hmm. Uh, and if you do have a convening memory or a convening composition, there are all kinds of ways you can reach us. You can head over to anchor.fm slash boys. That limits you to just a minute. If you do have something bigger to send, just send us a voice memo through WeTransfer or Dropbox and be sure to download it. Again, we post these things. We don't edit. Nope. We don't edit. Nope. Post it exactly how you send it. <laughs> uh, so thanks again, everybody, for listening. Please tune in for 2021. We'll continue with some conveni content, Mike. It's been a pleasure. I'll see you at the conveni. See you at the conveni, Matt.